guys. Welcome to Coffee Combos. How are you, Lindsay? I'm good this morning. How are you? Um, a little scatterbrained today, but this isn't new, so. This is not new. At all. Um, I'm actually doing some online Cyber Monday shopping while we are podcasting. Actually, um, that's why you were on hold because I was getting all the aromatherapy stuff off Bath and Body Works and people are like vultures. Like I'm telling you, I was trying to get like the um, bath milk or whatever for people who use aromatherapy from Bath and Body. They know about this. First off, they never run sales. And secondly, they were running a sale this morning. And on the way to school, I was like, do I need to pull over like on the side of the road to do this checkout so that I make sure I get it? Because it was such a good deal. And when I went to go and check out, by the time I got to the checkout part and put my card number in, it referred me back to my shopping cart and was like, oh, these items are um, not available anymore. So I had to like go back through and add more items. It was so annoying, but I got a good deal. So I was happy. Sometimes I get so annoyed, but I mean, deals are deals. So you got to get them while you can. Exactly. But the fact that we did not go Black Friday shopping is kind of funny and kind of speaks to our generation that we are online type people. This is true. And when we want something, we want it now. Yeah. And if you think I'm going to Target to fight somebody over like an ornament or whatever they're buying there, that's not even remotely happening. No, never. I'm for sure never arguing at a store for anything. Somebody messaged us that um, they were Black Friday shopping at a mall and that they started hearing like gunshots in the mall. See, no, that's something we're never doing. (laughs) And I'm like, um, that is exactly why I am at home sleeping. I'm not a black. I think I went Black Friday shopping one time, but I'm just not remotely interested. I'm more of like Cyber Monday, but also I shop like in October. So, I mean, here's the thing. Black Friday is not a real thing. They totally have everyone brainwashed and they definitely have these sales like throughout the year and people just don't know because it's not advertised the way it is for Black Friday. Well, exactly. And as you were saying, you went one time. I also went one time and that was when we had first moved into our house and I needed like Pyrex stuff for the kitchen and um, Jackson was switching car seats from like his removable car seat to just like a um, convertible. And so they had the Britex car seats literally like 50% off, which is a good deal because those are like $400 car seats. So um, I went for that. But other than that, like you wouldn't catch me dead. Oh, heck no. Um, I forgot about this message that I got over the weekend. This is completely unrelated to Black Friday, but I need to read it to you because um, we remember that episode of the podcast where we talked about in vitro and um, IVF, we were talking about. This better um, not be the same message that I got. About gender selection. No, no, no. Okay, go okay. ahead. So, um, we I got a message on Twitter about the IVF stuff, 
and I won't say her name because I she didn't give me permission and I don't want to blow up her spot. Hey, so I just listened to your podcast, the bonus one from last week. Okay, so I wasn't that long ago. Um, and you guys talked about IVF and the uncertain the uncertainty of choosing genders. So she has two girls, five and four, and then they had no issues conceiving with them. But then it's been a roller coaster trying to um, have more kids. She said she had five miscarriages. Um, and she said that they're doing IVF in January. So they learned a ton about the process. Basically, um, first off, not everyone does the gender test because it's super expensive. It's called PGS, pre-implantation genetic diagnosis. And, um, it's never covered by insurance. Almost. It typically runs about $8,000 to find out the gender before you. So basically the gender selection part of it costs about $8,000. Wow. Um, So that's, that's why some people choose not to do it. And then she said with this testing, they, they take every good embryo you make and she put make in quotes and they test it. And the test just makes sure that each embryo has no genetic issues. Um, so for her situation, they are doing that only because, um, they've three out of five of the miscarriages had genetic issues. Um, and she says you can choose to not know the gender or you can choose the gender or you can choose to do both. So then you have like, she put in quotes, God choose whichever out of the boy or the girl. Right. Um, and she already has girls, but her husband wants boys and she wants more girls. So she was just basically saying that, but, um, PGS is pre-implantation genetic screening. Sorry, I um, I said it wrong the first time. But that's what that was. That was that message. Wow. Well, very interesting. So you guys, the holidays are right around the corner. And this year, I'm definitely giving the gift of cozy comfort with Brooklyn and Sheets. I love Brooklyn in because they are so soft and cozy. I use the white sheets and I feel like they look great, but they also feel amazing. And also their towels, robes, candles, sleep mask make great gifts for the season. You can spend about one third of your life in your bed. So it's time for an upgrade. Named the winner of the best online bedding category by Good Housekeeping. Brooklyn in is the fastest growing bedding brand in the world. Over 30,000 five-star reviews. Brooklinen has an old-fashioned quality spirit despite totally modernizing an old industry. Bring five-star hotel-quality sheets to everyday life. Luxury sheets without the luxury markup. Their method is to take out the middleman, keep things personal just between them and the customer. These sheets don't just feel great, but they look great too, with many different colors and materials you can choose from. My Brooklinen sheets are the best, most comfortable sheets I've ever slept on. And now it's your time for an upgrade. Go to brooklinen.com and then they're giving an exclusive offer just for our listeners. Get $20 off and free shipping when you use our promo code coffee at brooklinen.com. Brooklinen is so confident in their product that all of their sheets, comforters, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. The only way to get $20 off and free shipping is to use promo code coffee at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, promo code COFFEE. Let's get back to the show. Well, since we are kind of doing follow-ups, I appreciate everybody who sent me messages about dog training. And probably the thing that I took out of it the most was something so simple that I didn't even think of. And it was just using a retractable leash because they go so far. So I still have control of her, but she still can kind of like, you know, go far enough, but I can also kind of pull her back so that she knows where she needs to stay. So 
I really appreciate that advice. And I have also um, started kind of Googling about dog training and taking her to do dog training with just me um, since I am the one that's home with her every day for the most hours of the day. So I really do appreciate that. Um, And the teacher gifts, as far as I could see in the messages that we got were teachers do not like knickknacks. And this is actually, <laughs> I saw that. this is actually coming from teachers that responded. And so, um, I didn't take stuff down that was like from just moms. I tried to take it from the teacher's perspective and they said no knickknacks, but they loved gift cards and stuff like that. So, um, I guess with teachers being on limited salary and whatever that they just prefer to have the gift card. So that was good advice and I appreciate it. Honestly, that actually, I always feel like gift cards are easier for things like that too, because you just don't, yeah, like the teacher is there for your, your child, but you don't really know them well enough typically to like buy them a knickknack or like something that you, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to spend money on gifts that they're not going to use or they're not going to like, like, I'd rather just buy a gift card that I know will get used. Well, exactly. And then also um, kind of back to the talks of school shootings. There was a very interesting message that we got, and I so appreciate it because I didn't even know this book was out there, Um, but it was A Mother's Reckoning, and the woman who wrote it, son, was a Columbine shooter, and it talks about how to approach mass shootings. So that is going to be something that I'm going to purchase and read because I'm just very interested to kind of see with her having, you know, really close connection to that to see her take on it. And the person that you said her son, her son was the Columbine, was a Columbine shooter. Yes. Was a Columbine shooter. I will be interested to read what her take on it is. And, um, just to see, you know, as a mother of, a child, like seeing the other side of it, you know, a mother of a child who committed a heinous act like this. And then, um, her perspective on mass shootings, because wasn't that like the first mass shooting that was really publicized? I, I mean, that's the first one that I knew about, but Me too. I mean, there's, um, I think it was really publicized. So I'm not sure if there were other ones prior to that. Yeah. So that was just something that I found interesting and something that I'm definitely going to read and I'll let you guys know how it is. So other than that, Kale, how was Thanksgiving? Um, honestly, my Thanksgiving was not great. Um, I don't really want to talk about it because I feel like I told you kind of like what happened. Um, towards the end of the night was a lot better. I went over to my friend Jen's house once the kids went to their dad's and I helped her design her little gallery wall or her collage wall in her living room. So, um, that was a good time. And then I was home and in bed by nine 30 and, um, yeah. So the night it's the day started off rough for me and then it ended up being like good, I guess. How was yours? Mine was good. Um, you know, we were recovering from Disney. So, um, right. Yeah. I was exhausted by the time I got back from Disney and thank you to everybody sending me messages, checking on us. Um, that was really encouraging just to know that there are moms out there that 
care enough to check on me knowing that I'm going to be struggling through the Disney park. And yes, so blessed to be able to take my family to Disney. However, we were in the park for 16 hours on Sunday and to say exhausted would be an understatement. I literally thought by the time it got time to get on the monorail to get back to my car, I thought that I could not walk anymore. I hate Disney for that reason. Kale, I literally thought that I could not do it anymore. And I will just give you a brief overview about our day. And you can probably continue to say that I'm crazy because I know that you will. And you're going to say that you Mm -hmm. would never do this stuff. Correct. So... To start our 16-hour day, I had scheduled a breakfast at Chef Mickey's, which was really, really difficult to get the reservation in the first place and didn't realize, like, with that being our first breakfast on property, I didn't realize how long it would take to actually get there. And nobody's in a rush to do anything. And I feel like that's just life in general. Everybody's kind of, like, on their own speed and just doesn't care about like other people's plans. And so Disney dining actually says you need to be there X amount of time before the reservation. And then if you're not there, when they call your name, then like you're basically done, like you don't get to do it. So I'm like, oh my God, I've told Jackson all about this. Like we're running behind. The train was late and then we had to take the train like to the park and then walk to the resort. I was just like, oh my God, this is a disaster already. But by the time we got there, it was so good. And I'm so thankful that we ate like a really big breakfast because I don't know how we could have done the day, but I'm telling you Toy Story, by the time we got over to Hollywood Studios, which was like our first stop. Kale, we waited for two hours no. to do nope. Slinky nope. Dog. Two hours. Nope. And the ride was all of 30 seconds. Like, I'm not even kidding. No. See, I would not. I'm not a fan of Disney. I, I'm i a fan from Disney from my couch, but I'm not doing the Disney parks again until Lux is like six or seven years old. So I have finally gotten my hands on a pair of the new sneakers from Rothy's and you guys, I love them. They're so my style and so comfortable. I didn't think Rothy's could get any cuter, but I was so wrong. Absolutely. The sneakers are definitely more my speed too. And I wear them all the time, but if you aren't a sneaker person or sneakers just aren't your thing, there are more options for you to dress up or dress down and you have to check out all the options at Rothy's. They truly are an everyday flat or sneakers for life on the go. The color and pattern selection is amazing, and they're always updating their lineup. They launch new colors every few weeks and sell out constantly. So I did have the camo loafers. Obviously, I love those, but now I'm on to um, the steel gray sneakers. I just love them. I think they're perfect for any go-to, like, on-the-move outfit. And um, a major added bonus is that they're machine washable because feet sweat, and we don't want them to stink. And you have to check out these shoes and tell everyone you know. Rothy's are stylish, classic, comfortable, and comes in four fashionable styles, the flat, the point, the loafer, and now the sneaker for women. My favorite is the sneaker, and I love the steel gray. They just came out with a blue um, pair with a reflective stripe that are really, really cute for like an athletic outfit, and you can never go wrong with black. 
I love my Rothy's and I know you will too. Right now, Rothy's has an amazing deal for our listeners. Use code COFFEE to get free shipping, no minimum. Free shipping and free returns or exchanges on your Rothy's shoes. And trust me, you won't want to return them anyway. Go to rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S.com and enter coffee to get your new favorite flats or sneakers and free shipping. No brainer, shoes that are comfortable, stylish, and sustainable and free shipping. Get yourself a pair today, rothys.com, promo coffee. Get this deal while it lasts. Let's get back to the show. Um, We took Jackson on the Tower of Terror, like worst mistake like (laughs) no that's so funny i took isaac like for my 23rd when we went so almost four years ago what did he do because i'm gonna tell you what isaac did (laughs) okay so you know tower of terror kind of looks like spooky to a five-year-old right so i only remember it from back in like my teen years not when I was five years old, because I guarantee you, I didn't have idiots that were taking me on there at five years old. (laughs) However, we were like, yeah, we're going to do the tower of terror. We've got a fast pass. Like, yeah, this is happening. So we go and I completely forget like all of the parts of the ride. So I forget that you go into this room and it like basically scares the shit out of you going into it. And basically says that people were electrocuted, like on this, like TV and it's got like all this static and it's scary and then it gets pitch black and then you know the people that open the elevators look super spooky and it's it's just bad vibes altogether. So Jackson is I'm not going on this ride. I don't want to do this. This looks scary and Will's like no, it's great. Like you go all the way to the top and it opens up and you get to see the whole like Disney park. And then you drop. And I'm like, okay, probably should have left that part out. So (laughs) we get in the, like, elevator or whatever, and it's all grown adults in this thing except Jackson. And he is clinging on to me for dear life. Like, I have no circulation left in my right arm. None. And the picture, like, at the end, I'm dead. I'll have to post it for you guys so that you can see. Um we start going through and Jackson's like, this is so scary. This is so scary. Please get me out of here. Please get me out of here. And the path, like I didn't realize that there were different paths on the tower of terror. So I don't remember it dropping, like having hydraulics 20 times, but the one that we went on, it was like so many drops So I was like, of course, that would be the path that we would get on. It would be like up and down, up and down, up and down. And Jackson's screaming bloody murder every time it drops. And then when we finally get to where like we're getting off the ride, the lights come on and everybody is like looking at Jackson and Jackson screaming bloody murder. And he's like, I hate this. Oh, poor thing. And he was like, I'm never doing this ride again. Like, that's the worst ride ever. And he talked about it basically all day. Like, we're not doing that again. Like, he kept trying to get reassured. Like, we're not doing it again. I bet he'll want to do it again in a a couple years, though. Maybe in a couple years. But I think he's traumatized. I think he's like, no, this is never a thing. So... Isaac was super pumped about the Tower of Terror and we got him on it and he was like, I want to say he was five because I was 23 and he's about to be nine. So yeah, Um, so he was five and he 
when he got off. Um, well, first we have a picture. I'm going to have to post ours too. I got to find it. Um, he got off and he wasn't, he wasn't screaming when we were on it. He didn't scream even when it dropped. But when he got off, he looked at me and he goes, mom, I was mortified. <laughs> I was mortified. So he said, okay, we don't have to do that again. But I think if I asked him today, he would want to go back on it. But he's about to be nine. So oh I think God. if we ever went back, <laughs> if we ever went back to Disney, he would for sure get on it. But that was, that was the last thing that he said about it was I was mortified. So oh my God. look for that picture. That's yeah. so funny. Please look for it and we can post both of our pictures together. Um, so then we left Hollywood Studios and went over to Magic Kingdom and Jackson basically had like a mid-morning like meltdown. And so we shamed him for like 45 minutes telling him like how lucky he is and how you should not be crying at Disney and how a lot of kids don't get the opportunity to go. And, you know, basically just like a good life conversation of hey, like, you're very fortunate. Like, you should not be crying at a Disney park when we've taken so much time to come and do this to be able to spend time with you. And so we took him into the Hall of Presidents as, like, a calm down thing. And so it was, like, very calm. And he actually was, like, really into it, which was surprising. And really, really quiet. And... (laughs) At the end, when they start, like, naming off all of the presidents, it got to Barack Obama, and everything was so quiet, and then Jackson was like, yeah! (laughs) He was definitely supporting Obama, Uh, And I was like, oh, my God. Please. (laughs) But the best thing, I'm just going to go ahead and admit it, the best thing out of the Hall of Presidents was the fact that I thought that, like, the people were actors and not, like, dummies. What? Have you been to it before? No. No. <laughs> okay. So it goes through, like, the whole history of presidency. And... At the end, they, like, pull the curtain open, and it's, like, all of the presidents from the United States, and it goes, you know, down the list, and it names all of the presidents. And um, I thought that it was, like, Disney actors that were up there, like, playing the president, and it looked so much like every president. And I was, like, that is so weird. And, like, the mannerisms and everything were, like, the same. Like, especially Donald Trump, it was, like, spot on. And I thought it was, they were using, like, the um, president's real voices, but it was, like, not obviously the president's, but it was, I thought it was actors, but it was really, like, dummies up there. Oh, wow. And so I guess you learn something new every day. (laughs) So at the end, I told Will, I was like, I can't believe that person could have spot on mannerisms like Donald Trump. Like that was a really good actor. And Will was like, what? (laughs) And I was like, he, he was like, you're kidding. Right. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I didn't know what he was talking about. And he was like, those aren't real people. (laughs) So then there's, there's that. So, um, leave it, leave it to Lindsay. Yeah. So we had a really good time and, just exhausted as parents, but always thankful that we get to do it and glad to be home. So then I felt so dirty by the time I got home that I came home and like 
thoroughly cleaned my house and started putting out Christmas decorations. And now I am fully decorated for Christmas. Yeah, I'm about half decorated for Christmas, but I think this is where we stop, you know? <laughs> I'm going to just leave it right where, <laughs> right where it's at because I thought about the fact that I even have to put away all the stuff that I took out and I didn't really take out that much or buy that much. Um, but the thought of, like, putting it back and, like, putting the tree back in the shed and stuff like that is, like, I'm not ready for it. So <laughs> <laughs> I think we're just going to leave it where it's at. Um, I have been planning my um my pothead launch party for this weekend in new york and honestly i'm i got a an event planner for it just be for the simple fact that i had like lincoln's birthday party and then christmas and you know we've been planning our christmas party for the podcast so i did get um an event planner and i literally left everything in his hands like i have no idea (laughs) Uh, what this party is gonna look like i don't know if there's a dj i don't know like if it's like a party party or like a cocktail party like i know nothing well that's pretty true to like anything who like, i in am your life you know i mean it's yeah right it's in keeping with who you are um so the products on the website are gonna go live this friday at 12 p.m eastern standard time so um, supplies are for sure limited. Um, they're first come first serve, obviously. Um, but it takes about eight weeks to order the products, fill the products, label the products, like the whole process. So, um, and truthfully, I didn't know how this was going to go. So I only ordered a limited supply of products. So we'll see how, how it goes, but I'm super excited, honestly, for the party. Um, I wish that you could come. I know you're coming, you know, honestly, so many people have sent me messages. Like, are they going to meet me at the, um, pothead launch and sadly i had to be like no because i'm trying to hold down the fort um for for, christmas party (laughs) for the christmas party the following weekend so unfortunately i'm not going to be able to come but i know it's going to be awesome and i'm sure the pictures and everything are going to be great and everybody's going to have such a good time so y'all will have to tag me and let me see all of your photos because i know everything's going to be beautiful and just so great and so much fun hopefully we're gonna um we're we're gonna do our best and i'm gonna show up (laughs) and (laughs) and i'm gonna you know we're gonna make the best of whatever the event planner has planned and just kind of hope that everything goes smoothly shopping for the kids easy your friends piece of cake but buying a gift for the guys in your life that's where things get a little harder This year, give them the perfect gift with a little help from Man Crates. So true. My husband loves these. We actually just ordered the Grillmaster crate and the Office Golf crate. And these are just so fun. I feel like they're great value and it can help you explore different interests without having a huge investment. So Man Crates knows what guys like and they have hundreds of unique quality gifts that he's guaranteed to love. Um, we love the grill master, the exotic meats crates and the whiskey appreciation crate that has a personalized decanter and personalized glasses. Perfect for his favorite scotch or bourbon. Um, most gifts ship in sealed wooden crates with a crowbar. So he has to use his muscles to pry into the man crate to open it. It will keep him busy for a while. With Man Crates, you're giving him more than a gift. You're giving a gift experience you'll remember. And every Man Crate comes with a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee. 
listeners of our show, buy one gift and you will receive the second gift for 25% off when you go to mancrates.com slash coffee. This offer is only for the holidays. Buy one gift and get the second 25% off at mancrates.com slash coffee. That's mancrates.com slash coffee. Now let's get back to it. Um, can we talk for just a second about like going from house to house on Christmas and how everybody feels about this? Because I have major feelings about it. Wait, what? Like going house to house for Christmas. So like if you have a large family, you try to like visit everybody on Christmas day. Right. Is yes, that a thing yes, yes. or like not a thing? It is. It is a thing. And I think it's a thing for Thanksgiving too. Like it's so hard to decide like where to go, especially if you have a huge family and you're, you know, you maybe split the holiday with your parents. Like if your parents are divorced, um, I know, like I've talked about before, like our, you know, we, we have to split them, but like later on in life, like who do you decide where you go? Like, how do you decide where you go? Well, so for me, I just feel like that's so stressful and so much like drama trying to figure out like going place to place and what time, you know, I feel like everybody's like, oh, well, you should come here first or you should come here, you know, so I'm just not about it. And I just would be perfectly fine sitting at home and having a breakfast casserole and what having- What the fuck is a breakfast casserole? You know, like- no, I don't know. A casserole a for breakfast. Breakfast ca- casserole. That is some serious white people shit. <laughs> a breakfast casserole? Yeah, like last last Christmas day, I made a um, cinnamon roll casserole and made it overnight. And so just put it in the fridge and then put it in the oven first thing in the morning. And it baked while we were opening presents and then we just had breakfast casserole and then what is a breakfast casserole Lindsay please explain okay well I just made one for Thanksgiving morning I'm googling. actually no you're not googling I made one for <laughs> Thanksgiving morning and I just um did the frozen hash browns on the bottom of like a casserole dish and then okay. I beat eggs and then you kind of like put that mixture over the hash browns and then I put meat. I did hot sausage on top and then. So like do you cook the sausage and then put it on or like what is hot sausage? Like you like you ground sausage and then put it on the top and then you put like a pack. If you're going to do already pre-shredded cheese it's already like two cups per bag so you just do like a whole bag of the shredded cheese and then just bake it and then that's like everything you need for breakfast in like that one dish could you do bacon instead of the sausage yeah i think you can do you can substitute any meat oh wow okay i'm for sure doing that on christmas morning yeah it's just easy and you don't have to like have a mess in your kitchen because it's already so chaotic. You've got like wrapping paper everywhere. So yeah, it's just what the move. How long do you leave it in for? Do you know off the top of your head? Yeah. So I think I did 325 for 35 to 40 minutes. Oh, wow. Okay. That's perfect. I might, I'm, I think I'm going to try that. It's really good. Like 
it really is good and everybody likes it. So um, you can also do like a side of like fruit or, you know, like fruit cups or, you know, like something on the side and it's, it's good. Um, But yeah, I mean, I would be perfectly fine with just like chilling at home. Um, Jackson loves to go to Will's parents on Christmas morning. And so normally after we do gifts and stuff at home, then we eat our breakfast casserole, kind of hang out for a while, shower, go to Will's parents and hang out there for the afternoon. And this year we're doing a brunch. So instead of like a traditional Christmas meal, we're doing brunch. So I'll let you guys know how that turns out. We, growing up when I was with my mom, we always did, like I would do my Christmas morning and then we'd go to like my great grandmother's house. Like she always hosted all the events. Um, And then when she passed away, we moved, we had already moved away anyway. So um, rest in peace, Nana. Um, She, it kind of like never was the same after that. Like it's kind of like whoever has the room and wants to host will host. And so this year for Thanksgiving, it was like a little weird and I didn't want to go with my family. So I went to um, Chris's in the afternoon And then for Christmas, we're going to do at my aunt's house. It's kind of always been there since my Nana died. Um, We kind of just have Christmas Eve has pretty much always been there, but Thanksgiving is always weird. Um, So we'll do like Christmas Eve at her house and then come home and just be home for Christmas Day. And then I'll take the boys to their dads at 12. That will be fun. And you just have to like be in the moment and enjoy it and not like think about negative stuff. Yesterday we did family freaking photos and I tried to take your advice. I don't know why you're laughing already because honestly, it stressed me the fuck out. And so I can't live in the moment anymore. That's not a thing. So here I am. I realized, okay, it's November 26th. If I want to get photos done for Christmas, I kind of need to do it now only because by the time I order the holiday cards, which I'm doing through Minted, um... I'm not going to be able to, they're not going to get there on time. They're going to end up coming for Easter when I ordered them in December. You know what I mean? Like it was just too much. So, um, I decided last minute to hire a photographer to do our Christmas pictures. And I had my niece and my nephew over. So I took five kids to old, I decided on a Friday, this past Friday, that we're doing them. Saturday, I took my niece, my nephew, and my kids to Old Navy, and I (laughs) said, these are the colors that we're doing. Divide and conquer. We're going to find these outfits. So we go to Old Navy, and we got all of our outfits literally in 30 minutes. I was so proud. And we took the session on Sunday from 11 to 1 was supposed to be our session. I get there right at 11. It's a cute little area on the water with a little pavilion. (laughs) I think we're... (laughs) I think we're going to have, you know, I think it's going to be a little difficult, but not like too difficult because honestly, like we've done, we did family pictures in June or July for, you know, our, our house. So I thought it would be fine. Well, let's think about that for a second because Lux wasn't fucking walking yet. Well, now he can walk and now he can run and now he can do whatever the fuck he wants. So <laughs> literally we're 17 minutes into the session and the photographer is like, okay, just give me five more minutes and we can be done. I said, oh my God, I'm just going to dive into this ice cold water because at this point, 
Lux is screaming when I try to pick him up. He's running around. He won't sit still. He's completely stone-faced, like will not smile. And he ran through a puddle and there was mud up to his freaking waist. I said, okay, we're done here. It's a wrap. Let's go. Like, we're going to have to use one of these bloopers for the Christmas card because this is real life right now. I said... I'm never taking family pictures again. I looked at Isaac and I said, when y'all are grown, this is what I want for Christmas for the rest of my life. It's just yearly pictures from you guys. And he looked at me and he goes, this is awful. And I said, I'm with you. Like, I'm so with you. So, um, yeah, I, I was a little disappointed I had to pay the full amount for the two hours because I, pre, I prepaid, which was a mistake on my part. I should have paid afterwards. Um, so, I am <laughs> not really sure... <laughs> I almost feel like I should use one of the blooper pictures for the Christmas card as an accurate depiction of what my life looks like on a regular basis. <laughs> well, that's what I was saying whenever you were like, I don't even know if I'm doing this or whatever. And I was like, no, you're doing it. I mean, you should just do it however your life like really is. Like you don't have to be fancy with it or whatever. Just you don't even have to be matching. It can just be <laughs> chaos because that's your life. <laughs> So I feel oh like if there's a good blooper picture, then that is true Just to your that life. One. Yes. I think that is going to be our Christmas card. And honestly, I'm, she said she was going to get them to me in a couple of days. That was yesterday. So I'm hoping this week we'll have it and then I'll order the Christmas cards and send them out. I'm just over life with that. So <laughs> <laughs> there's a buzzy gift on everyone's list this year. It's something they'll use twice a day, every day, and it was featured on Oprah's O list. Can you guess what it is? Something I will use every day, twice a day. It's got to be Quip, a no-brainer, best and cutest toothbrush ever. Yes. So Quip is the gift that everyone keeps refreshing with brush heads automatically delivered on a dentist recommended schedule every three months for only $5. And you can even get prepaid refills for a year to make sure they're never using old, worn out, or ineffective bristles. Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association and has thousands of verified five-star reviews. My favorite thing about Quip is it makes travel clean and easy with a multi-use cover that mounts to the mirror, but also is used as a cover for the bristles. That's why I love Quip and why they have over 5,000 verified five-star reviews. Quip looks like a big ticket tech gift with a stocking stuffer price starting at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash coffee right now, you'll get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush, but you don't have to tell your gifty that. That's the first refill pack for free at G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash coffee. Shifting gears a little bit, um, I just want to talk a little bit about mom shaming on Instagram because to be perfectly honest, I'm so sick of it and just so sick of like women shaming other women just in general that it's just disgusting to me. And there is this woman on my Instagram that literally will just not stop. And she's just a witch, like truly, like she just is. And there's always that one person. Like I posted a photo of me in the laundry room. It was like on a Sunday or something. And Mm -hmm. she comments on my pictures all the time. And it's always something nasty. And I just don't get it. It's like, who are you, first of all? Because I don't know you. Block her. Block her. 
No, like I don't even want to give her the satisfaction, but obviously she was looking for somebody to talk about her. So I'm going to talk about her. Um, so <laughs> she commented on this particular picture and I never respond to her, but this time it really ticks me off. She said, she looks lost. The maid must have already left. First of all, I don't have a maid. I am the maid. And, and the chef. And the chef. And, and the chef. And the mom. The wife. And the wife. And the mom. Mm-hmm. And I clean my husband's shitty underwear. And, like, I do all this stuff. So. And you're the leader of carpool. Yeah. So, like, come at me, please. So I responded to her respectfully and was like, I don't have a maid. Happy Thanksgiving. And she keeps commenting back. It's like, I would have thought that that would have been basically like my nice way of being like, go sit on a stick. Like, I don't know. Like, I thought it would have been like a nice way. Stick? What the fuck? Uh Uh-huh. But clearly not. And she just keeps commenting back and she does it every single day. So I think you need to block her. I honestly think it's time. And she's for talking to herself. Dawn to get, yeah, nope. Nobody's arguing. talking to her. She's talking to herself. <laughs> and she comments stuff like she's responding to herself. Oh, good. So she's a little crazy. I just don't understand. And I don't understand. Like, this is just like one particular person, but it happens all the time. And I just don't get it. Like everybody can do good things and everybody can look cute and everybody can be great. Like, why is this a competition? I don't get it. Honestly, I got a message yesterday that irked my nerve. Um, the girl was like, why, why is Lux still using a bottle? Isn't he like 15 months old? I said, why are you messaging me about what I do? Aren't you like having your own life? And she's like, I just don't want you to, I don't want his teeth to rot. I said, well, I have two older boys who have never had a cavity. So I don't need your unsolicited advice. Like, I don't really care if my son is using a bottle still. I'm going to parent how I want to parent. I'm going to parent how I know how to parent. And quite frankly, my kids have never had teeth issues. So mind your business and keep it moving. Like, I don't know why people feel like they can comment on other people's parenting or lifestyles, honestly. I mean, why are you swerving over in my lane? Like, move (laughs) over. Move over. Stay in your lane. Stay straight. No zigzags. And we'll be good. I feel like opinion should only be allowed if it's like an educated opinion and you're not just like coming at somebody to be coming at somebody. So you shouldn't just be able to stick your nose and your two cents where it doesn't belong if it doesn't affect your daily life. Like, I just don't understand that. Right. Right. I agree. I I completely agree. And I understand that anybody can comment about whatever they want to comment about good and great but i just want to have like a positive page and i don't want people saying like negative stuff honestly though even if you had a maid you're that's your prerogative so yeah there's nothing wrong with even having a maid like if i choose to have one then i'll go hire yeah i agree if you're going to do one thing for yourself for the holiday season and if you haven't by now you really should try bioclarity I use the essentials routine and they have some awesome holiday bundles um, on their site right now. I was just browsing last night and I picked a few 
And then another one of my favorite products that I've talked about before is the Sudsy body wash. It smells so fresh and clean and it just really works for me. So BioClarity has products for all skin types and there's something for everyone. I use the clear skin routine because I do have more problematic skin and I do love the clarifying mask. Um, It's a pore purifier. It smooths and just makes everything feel so fresh and clean. Um, So that's, those are my go-to products. BioClarity is a complete skincare routine delivered straight to you and it's an easy to use three-step skincare routine. Uh, What healthy eating does for your body, BioClarity does for your face. Floralux has antioxidant and anti-inflammatory properties that feed your skin from the outside in. Yep, it's soothing but still effective and so much more affordable than their competitors. Get started on healthier habits with your skincare. Just go to BioClarity.com. Now, when our listeners purchase a skincare routine, they will get a free clarifying mask with their order. That's a $24.95 value for free. Plus, shipping is always free, and it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee, but you need to enter our code COFFEE, a full skincare routine, and a free clarifying mask when you use our code COFFEE. That's bioclarity.com and enter our code COFFEE. Now, let's get back to the show. Moving on to a completely different note, while we're talking about bullies, um, I saw this article. It was like a video. Um, and CBS had reported the story and it was about a high school student that had eaten lunch alone for years. And I was Mm -hmm. literally sobbing watching this video. And the boy was, you could tell that he was kind of a loner and, um, had horrible acne on his face, bless his heart and had these like big, thick glasses um, with black frames. You could just tell that he was like a sad person, like the way that he looked, it was just very sad. And not until like his first day of school, his sophomore year, did student council actually come up to him while he was sitting alone and asked him to sit with them. And- his mom was like in this video and it was like an interview and she was saying that she would text him every day at lunch and ask him if he was sitting alone and he would say, yes, he was. And she said that every day she prayed at her desk and just asked like, please God, like someone sit with him, please. And So student council got involved, invited him to sit with them at lunch, and he sat with them for, like, ever. And what they they said in the video was that he was born with a neurological disorder, so he was a little bit different, and he had never been invited to, like, parties or, like, any type of, like, social functions or anything like that outside of school, and it just broke my heart. Aww. That's like, um, did you see the movie Wonder? No, I didn't see that. Oh my gosh, you need to have Jackson watch that movie. I had my kids watch it, and it's the sweetest. Um, the little boy's name is Augie, I think. Um, and I think, was it Julia Roberts was the mom? Um, Wonder is so cute. It's, you know, this little boy, he has, you know, a bunch of, um, I want to say disorders maybe. And he kind of is like, a little bit of an outcast, like the kids really don't play with him. And um, 
I don't know. It's just, and then the older sister, she kind of has, like, obviously she loves her brother, but it's been hard for her because the attention has always been on her little brother um, and not really her. So she kind of feels like she's overshadowed by her little brother. And it's just, it, it teaches kids a really good message about, you know, just because kids look different doesn't mean that they are different. It just means that, you know, they look different. So um, I had my kids watch it. It's so cute. It was in the theaters, I want to say maybe last year. I don't really remember, but it's a super cute movie. Um, uh, kind of along those same lines. I'm definitely going to try to rent that movie this weekend because um, Will is going to go and help his dad on Saturday um, in his yard. He's got a bunch of stuff that needs to be cleaned up. So Jackson and I are kind of going to be free ranging on Saturday by ourselves. So um, I was planning on taking him to see Wreck-It Ralph and kind of do a movie day. So that would be something good that we could maybe watch in the evening. I don't know. I just yes. feel like there's so much bullying and stuff that goes on that it's just so sad to see that there are kids that actually eat lunch alone or have to do things alone. And I just feel like everybody should try to lend a helping hand to like somebody else and not like make fun of people. Like I just I don't get it. I don't understand. I think uh, there's a lot of factors that go into it. Um, speaking of difference, I know this doesn't really compare, but um, I told you how Lincoln was colorblind, right? Yes. So everyone's really been everyone's been messaging me and asking me about it since I tweeted about it. Um, so I don't think that this is going to be on Teen Mom at all. I we didn't really film about it. I thought I had told my producer, but I guess I didn't. Um, that I thought he was colorblind. I thought I told him that, but I he says I didn't. Anyway, um, so I don't think that this is going to be covered on Teen Mom, and I so I'm just going to address it here. Um, basically, why did I think that Lincoln was colorblind? Lincoln's this is going to sound crazy, which I just like I said in the tweet, I am definitely crazy, but just not <laughs> not about this. Um, I thought Lincoln was colorblind first because he was getting some colors wrong, but um, Part of me thought, okay, maybe he just doesn't know his colors that well. And then he started to get them wrong pretty often. And I was like, okay, he definitely knows some of the colors. Like, it seems like the brighter the color, the more he knows. Right. Um, but then he would get, like, certain shades wrong. But what really made me believe this, and this is where you're going to think I'm crazy, is his sense of smell is so keen. It's, like, so good he could literally smell the baby's diaper from the other side of the house or upstairs. Like he could just tell me, Oh mom, the baby pooped. Like, I'm like, okay, like thanks. You know what I mean? Or yeah. like he, his sense of smell was so crazy. And I was like, okay. So that's when I started doing research. Like he got Chris's car color is red or his sister's car color is red. And he told me it was black. And then he was wearing a maroon basketball Jersey. He told me it was black. Um, he told me my green pants were, I think he said they were gray or blue. I forget what color he said they were. My nails right now are like a shade of blue. And he told me they were pink. And I know for a fact, he knows what the color pink is when he sees bright pink. So right. he was, he, and, but his favorite color is orange. And I know that his favorite color is orange because he painted um, an ornament for the tree orange. So like, I know he can see certain colors. So I didn't want to make it, like, known to him that, okay, I think, you know, something is a little off because um, I didn't want him to, like, question himself or make, you know, 
make him feel insecure, especially if Link, if Isaac's around and he's like, oh, you're colorblind. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't want him to feel, you know, different. So I decided to do research on my phone. I'm like looking on the computer and on my phone for like, how do you know your kid is colorblind, whatever. And they came up with these different circles and you, they usually have like a pattern in them or a number in them. Have you seen them? No, I haven't seen that. So like, say the circle has like all these dots that are green and then you, you see the number 12 in like red dots or something like that. Right. And there's like a bunch of them in different colors and different patterns and stuff like that. So I looked at those online and I asked, I asked Lincoln, can you tell me what number's in the circle? And he was saying no. So I was like, okay. So I was like, let's take you to the eye doctor. So I made him the appointment on last Wednesday and I took him. And his vision's a little off, but not enough to like get him glasses or anything. And then they did the colorblind, the color stuff. Completely failed. Like just completely failed. Um, and... I was like, I knew it. Like, I knew he was colorblind. So he is, in fact, colorblind. I thought he was colorblind because of his sense of smell and just getting certain shades wrong. But it seems I haven't done the test where you ask them to pick up a red marker or crayon and then they draw a line. Right. Yet, because I uh, I just haven't had time. But basically, you can kind of, like, gauge, like, the the level of colorblind or color deficiency in them. But um, it won't really affect him in the future. I just, um, you know... It seems like the brighter the color, the more he can see it. So, like, he can see orange. He can see hot pink. He can see he still confuses um, lime green and yellow. Like, he can't dis- differentiate the two of them. Like, if, or, or purples and blues, he can't tell the difference. And sometimes with shades of green, he can't really tell the difference in those. So, we're kind of, I mean, we have the option of going up to the hospital, like, the bigger hospital in Delaware to see where he falls on the spectrum. But I just kind of don't think it's necessary. Well, I do know that colorblindness is more common in boys. Yes. So they did tell me that. And they said that it comes from the mother's side. Mother's side. Yes. For in boys. So I asked everyone. I mean, I didn't meet my dad till I was 17, but I did ask the family. And it seems like nobody they know of um, is colorblind on my mom's side or my dad's side. They said in order for a girl to be colorblind, it came from both. So like if Lincoln was to marry a woman who also has the gene for colorblind, they could potentially have a daughter that's colorblind, but typically they wouldn't pass it to a son. He wouldn't pass it to a son. Got it. If, does that make sense? Yes. Yes. So, um, I'm curious to see like how, where it came from. Like, I'm so I did the ancestry DNA for like the nationality or whatever, but, um, I don't know where it came from. I asked everybody and no one seems to know. Well, I'm going to be praying for Lincoln because, I mean, obviously there's things that could be way worse than him being colorblind. However, as a mother, you don't want like anything to be wrong with your kids. So when there's like a red flag and you feel like something's wrong, obviously you're paranoid and you're going to do like you're doing all the research to find out, you know, like, where did it come from? Like, where, like, how's it going to affect him? All of those Mm -hmm. things. I mean... You think about it, I mean, really, it could kind of be dangerous because think about whenever he starts driving, like red lights, green lights, like stop signs. Oh, wow. I guess I didn't even think about red light, green light. You know? I wonder, but are red lights, I guess you know top is red, middle is yellow, bottom is green. Like maybe if you're colorblind, like you know which one is lit up though. You know what I'm saying? Right, but it's a different obstacle because... 
someone who's not colorblind just looks, I would imagine just looks at, you know, okay, it's a red light. I'm going to stop. I don't really think about it being at the top. I just see it's like red. Right, right, right. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I guess I didn't, I, wow, I didn't think about that. I just, I laugh because I look back at all the outfit choices that Lincoln has done and I'm like, he really has put together, like I let them dress <laughs> That's what themselves. I said. If we're not, if we're not going somewhere super important, I let them pick out their own outfits and I don't care if they match or not. But Lincoln has truly picked out like the most outrageous outfits, like bright orange and like lime green. And I'm like, okay, like if that's what you want to wear, that's fine. And now, or like the other day he picked out all gray. Like he picked out, it was like a light gray top with like darker gray pants. And like, now I can see why he thought that matched. Or I don't know what he saw for like the brighter colors because typically he sees the brighter colors. So I'm like, hopefully one day you'll have a nice, a nice little wife or, or husband, whatever. And they pick out your outfits for you. So, um, yeah, (laughs) hopefully so. (laughs) Um, I want to talk about something that really like hit home for me when I was in church and you don't have to be a Christian or religious or whatever for this to apply. Um, I do apply it back to the Bible, but you don't have to. Um, I just like was very interested when my preacher was talking about people being busy in life and how people are always trying to act like they're busier than what they are and how people feel like that you have to be busy to feel kind of validated in a sense. And like where in like this world did that change? Social media, like social media, social media, social media, social media. Because it's like, okay, yeah, what he was saying was so true about how used to, it was perfectly fine to be like, oh yeah, I'm taking a nap or I'm, you know, not doing anything or whatever. But now you call somebody and it's like, oh, well, you know, I've got like 95 things that I've got to do. And, you know, I'm only on like three. So, you know, I'm kind of like a little bit too busy for this. And I just feel like we live in such a world that it's really sad to think about that Honestly, you ha- have to feel that way. No, go ahead. Yeah, I will say that I'm very guilty of that because I I dated somebody um, where this person didn't have as much on their plate as I do. And so, like, I'm very guilty of, like, not, like, I almost judged this person because I, you know, they would call me and I'd be like, well, I'm doing this, this, and this. Like, I can't, you know, I can't deal with this right now. And, like, they wouldn't do have anything going on. And I'd be like, well, why are you doing that? Like, why don't you go do something productive? And now I look back and I'm like, wow, I was a huge see you next Tuesday. Like, I don't have that right. And I don't have just because someone else doesn't have as much going on doesn't make them any less of a person or have any less feelings than I do. Um, But I truly think part of it comes from social media. Like social media is truly a blessing and a curse because obviously creates jobs and it can help businesses and this and that. But also if you don't look like you're doing a certain amount of things or you're going to certain functions or you're, you know, working X amount of days per week or you're a stay-at-home mom versus a working mom, you know, social media truly, I think, gives this illusion to people that this is what you're supposed to be doing. And I agree. And like in so many like ways, social media is good, but in so many ways, I feel like there's a lot more negative with social media than there is positive. And basically my pastor was just talking about how 
like a lot of distractions in life too. And if you're ever distracted when you're doing something, it's because what you're doing isn't important as important as what your mind is going to. So that kind of like hit home for me too, because a lot of times I'll be doing something, but I'll be thinking about something else. Yes. And it goes back to like that busyness of, oh, well, I'm doing this right now, but like I have this to do and like I need to do this. And I kind of came home from church and just was like, okay, whatever needs to be done is just not going to get done. Like I'm going to use this as a day of rest and I'm just not going to do anything. And I did that and I felt so much better just trying to like not be busy. Yeah, I definitely feel what you're saying. I think that that's important just to like a mental day to just regather, refocus, But then, you know, there are, of course, those times where you just don't have, like, there really is so much going on that you just don't have the time for that. But then once you do, like, decompress and, like, de-stress, then obviously it's, like, all well worth it and you have to, like, refocus anyway. Yeah, Um, obviously you can't do that every day. However, I do feel like it's okay to, like, not be busy. It's okay if you pick up the phone and somebody say, oh, hey, what are you doing? Well, you know, I was about to take a nap. Like, that's okay. I, um, yesterday was so stressful with the pictures and stuff, the family pictures that by time we were done, we ate, I came home, I kind of straightened up around the house a little bit. And I, I have certain things that I have the boys do before they go to their dad's house. And I was just kind of like ready to pull my hair out. Um, not because (laughs) of them, um, but just like, just looking at the day and like, okay, I have so much I have to do this week before I go to New York for my launch party that I'm like, I need to get this stuff done. So anyway, the boys ended up like cleaning their rooms and doing what they had to do before we had to go to their dad's. Um, So I ended up dropping them off a little early so that I could come home and just like rethink about what, how I'm going to do things, you know, what day is going to be for what and just kind of refocus. And then now I feel like after a podcast today, I can get some things done that I didn't do yesterday and just kind of re, re strategize. Is that a word? Re strategize. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, talking about strategies, I have been so on the fence about like starting chores with Jackson. I know we've talked about it before. Um, and it didn't really like hit me until when I was at church on Sunday that they do like an offering in his Sunday school class. And trying to teach Jackson, like even if you're not religious or if you are whatever, um, that, you know, you give for people that are in need. So like, if you're giving to the church, the church is giving to the people in the community, or maybe like people around the world that need help. And if you're not religious and you don't give to a church, then you can give to any type of cause, like find something that you support, you can give to it. Um, and I think it's like the time for Jackson to start doing chores and me pay him weekly and then him have to give some of his own money to like his Sunday school class or, you know, whatever it is so that he can kind of learn that, okay, you make X amount of dollars and then you give X amount of dollars to your church or X amount of dollars to whatever cause that you're supporting. Because I feel like me growing up, if I gave money at church. It was because somebody gave me money to give. It wasn't because I earned it. And I feel like 
he needs to do stuff to earn it. I'm not saying he needs to get like on his hands and knees, like scrubbing floors, but something to make him like feel accountable. But like how much money is like normal amount? I don't know. I don't know because how much do people give at church? Well, just by basically like what you're supposed to do, it's like supposed to be like 10% is what you're supposed to tithe. However, 10% of what? Of your weekly income? Yeah, 10%. No, you don't have to. That's just like what is... Wait, for real? Yeah, 10%. You tithe When 10%. they pass that basket around, you're supposed to give 10% of your weekly income? Yes. Time the fuck out. Let me do some math real quick. <laughs> Hold on. I just, I don't know because I don't, I don't go to church. I don't know. This is not a thing for me. So I'm just trying to say, like, what would be the average, the average salary in Pennsylvania, where I'm from, is about 50000 almost almost $100 a week to the church. Yeah. Nobody can, nobody today can afford that. There's no way. I don't think... Everybody, you know, tithes 10%, but that's, that's like a week. That's so, that is so much money. I cannot like growing up, my mom's rent in our two bedroom apartment one time. I mean, this was when I was young, like real young, like, like maybe 10 or nine or 10. We lived in this two bedroom apartment. We lived there for like, I don't know, two or three years. The rent at that time was like 400 and something. And my mom was struggling to pay that. Well, so, I've, I've always like basically been told that you give until it kind of hurts. And then that's when you fully see the benefit of giving. Um, I don't think everybody ties 10%, but I just think for Jackson, I want him to learn kind of, Okay, if you make, let's say he makes $5 a week. For and chores per- and stuff? Yeah, for chores. Let's just say mm-hmm. a round even number, $5. And he gives 10% to the church. That's what, like 50 mm-hmm. cents? But still, he's mm-hmm. learning to take out of his own money to give right. to something else versus me just giving him 50 cents. Like, what is he learning from that? Right. If he doesn't really know where the money comes from, he doesn't know how it's earned and then it's given to him to give away. Right. Okay. I see what you're saying. Right. So, but that doesn't just mean like to church that could be for anybody to like a charity or some, you know, somebody in need. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. For anything, you know, like the church does, um, the kids like on the trees every year that you can, um, sponsor a child for Christmas or, you know, whatever. It could go towards that. Like it could go really towards anything. And you don't have to go to church to sponsor a child for Christmas. They have trees everywhere that you can go and, you know, sponsor a child. So I don't know. I was just like trying to get advice on what would like the chores be for an almost six-year-old and what is like a normal amount for weekly chores? Let me know. (laughs) I don't, I don't. See, this is where it gets a little tricky for me because I feel like there it's hard because it's like, do you pay your kids for shit that they're supposed to do? I know. And see, I kind of have that battle too. However, I, feel- I, I battle those all the time. Like I, I don't, 
I feel like pay, though they yeah. can't they can't go out and like get a job, right? So the only way that mm-hmm. they can make money would be if they were doing these chores. And obviously as they grow up when they're 16 year old, like 16 years old, you're not going to be paying them because they made their bed because they're probably going to have a job doing something else by that point, but it at least but, like gives them incentives. Oh. I also feel like, yes, while you shouldn't pay them to do what they're supposed to do at the same time, it's like when you're an adult, I mean, you're going to have to work. Right. So you shouldn't do not pay the person for doing what they're supposed to do, which is work like that. You know what I mean? So it's like one of those things where it's like, because I, Joe and I will, you know, give Isaac some money for when he, he made high honor roll. So we'll give him some money, but like, should we be even doing that? Because that's what he should be doing anyway. Should we be paying? Yeah, because you know, that's the, the same to... thing. That's the same thing as chores. Like you're paying him to make good grades, right? But he has. But that's what they're supposed to do. But the person, you know, a person when they get older, they're supposed to go to work. So, but well, I guess you're not paying them for going to work. You're paying them for the work that they do. I don't know. Right. It's a weird thing. I don't know how I feel about any of it because, like, I struggle with it too. Like, I don't know. It's like you go to work for the for the reward of getting paid. Well, you do chores for the reward of getting paid. Well, you have to, you know, keep up with your household regardless when you're an adult. You don't well, get paid to keep up with your house. You know, I don't know. What yeah, I would love to hear everyone's take on this, honestly. Yeah, because I just it is like a tricky topic and how do you justify? But I do feel like if they're, you know, pitching in and they're helping, then they should get a reward for helping. And I'm not saying they're going to get a reward for helping when they're grown because the reward is, okay, you have a clean house. The reward is that you have a clean bed to lay your head on at night. I'm not asking him to like wash and fold laundry. You know, I mean, right. it's just like simple things that will become routine for him that eventually he will not be paid for, but he learns to do them because he has incentive to want to learn to do those things and then eventually those things become routine right 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 I see what you're saying yeah I I'm super hard on Isaac I feel like sometimes um when it comes to you know just like cleaning up and just like personal hygiene and this and that and Lincoln too now that he's five because I feel like these are things that they are going to follow for the rest of their life so if they're not doing something that they should be doing now, they're probably not going to do it as an adult. So when you first wake up in the morning, you need to brush your freaking teeth. Don't wait. Don't wait until you forget. And now it's one o'clock and you know what I mean? Or when you wake up in the morning, you need to help, you know, feed the dog or let the dogs out because as an adult, that's what you're going to have to do. Like I want the, you know, good things to follow them as through adulthood. And well, that goes for just like chores and work and all of that school. Well, exactly. <laughs> Okay, guys, that's all we have left for today. If you have not purchased your Coffee Combos Christmas party tickets, they are available on coffeecombospodcast.com. Tickets are limited, so make sure you get yours while you can. If you guys have not followed us on at Coffee Combos Podcast on Instagram, make sure you follow us over there. Um, We do all new episode releases there. Any bonus episode releases, you guys will find out 
on there. And if you guys have not given us a five-star review on iTunes, it's very easy. You just search Coffee Combos Podcast on the podcast app for iTunes and you just scroll down, click the fifth star, and you can also leave a written review. Thank you guys so much for listening and we will talk to you guys soon. See ya. This podcast is brought to you by Wave Podcast Network. Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Babes and Babies, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It.